Hi everyone and welcome to the Voice Magazine Instaview series. I'm Saskia, the assistant editor and the host of Instaviews, where I interview creatives from all different backgrounds and all different creative disciplines on what they've been up to, what new things they are working on and how lockdown's been treating them. We have great lineups and great guests at every interviews so do stay tuned and i'll see you on instagram so um welcome everyone to the new interviews that we're doing at voice mag and today we're with simeon Costello, producer and filmmaker so, um, Simeon, would you mind just introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your artistic background? Yeah, of course. So, uh, my name's Simeon. I'm, uh, as Sassy said, I'm a uh, filmmaker and producer. Um, my background is, is mainly in, in film production, uh, specifically in short films is, what, is where I put my focus. Um, I've done a fair amount of short films over the last few years uh, most recently is a film called shuttlecock which is a um playful take on modern day masculinity uh set around the charity badminton tournament and um we made that about a year ago it, it um recently screened at the bfi london film festival um where it picked up the best short film award which is pretty cool and um and yeah, and then uh, just um, still trying to make make films at the moment, which is fun. <laughs> Has filming in lockdown been a bit difficult? Have you managed to you know continue to create? We did uh, help a friend out on a on a music video over the summer, which um, was a pretty simple thing we managed managed to do. But at the moment, it's just kind of. Um, working on applications and getting stuff in the works for for when we can film although film and tv production can continue over the lockdown um, a couple of projects that we're working on we think it's probably best just to wait until the new year or um, whenever we think it's a bit safer to do so and less restrictions so yeah you don't want to start filming and then suddenly you know there's even more restrictions and you've got everything's got to be on hold yeah exactly so i think um probably looking at actually properly filming stuff in the new year but who knows uh when exactly (laughs) fingers crossed so um i did watch shuttlecock and it was um it was very entertaining i really enjoyed it actually Oh, thank you very much. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Wasn't sure what to expect. I just thought, oh, you know, like badminton, but no, it was pleasantly surprising. It was really good. Um, tell us a little bit about your creative process behind that. Like, what made you, you know, make a writer and director that I collaborate with um, called Tommy Gellard, um, and we we kind of have a relationship in which we just bounce ideas off each other and and we were discussing a couple of years ago about um genre mash films that haven't been done and we were trying to establish work out if there was one that hasn't been done and we thought the the genre of sport noir was quite a niche thing that we don't think we'd seen on film 
Um, and then we didn't speak about it again. And then Tommy was developing an idea around uh, masculinity and, a, and wanted to write a story about that. And the idea of this kind of sport noir kind of came back as a as an interesting place to um, to explore that. But then, as we um, as as Tommy was writing it, as, as as we were working on it, we we decided that actually the kind of the genre, the noir, wasn't really working for what we wanted to tell, and it kind of bits of it were stripped away, and it became more of a kind of straight up comedy drama. Um, so my experience from it was actually sort of from day one of concept conception normally the way that Tommy and I work is is he'll bring stuff to me once he's got a draft of a script or something um but yeah it was interesting to be it to be kind of involved from from day one and then um we pitched to the extra phoenix a local art center um where we live that have a short film fund and uh we were successful in that with with the with the film um so we shot it last september and then it got finished in november um and and screened um at the extra phoenix's film festival so yeah and since then obviously you won the um bfi short film award which was great how was that pretty surreal like we we weren't really we didn't even expect to be accepted into the festival let alone um let alone do so well in it so it was a real pleasure i'm still kind of processing the fact that we've we've got this uh accolade so um but yeah it was a great experience i mean with with a lot of film festivals at the moment a lot of stuff's going online so that the whole festival is on well, the whole um, shorts program was online, free for people to watch. So I think actually it's kind of almost got a probably got a bigger audience. The fact that it was available uh, throughout the whole country, as opposed to you know probably hundred people, two hundred people in a cinema in London. It's actually a lot more people have seen it, which is great, great for us. So that's the main thing with making a film is actually having people see it so <laughs> it helps yeah um why toxic masculinity like why you know was that the issue that you guys decided to basically film on um i think so when tommy was writing the script i think he was just exploring I ideas about it it was it was um quite personal to him um the reason we thought it's a good i it's a good film to make is um obviously in the last few years there's been a lot about um uh about equality within film um and the, you know the me too movement and stuff and we felt like a story kind of not putting light on toxic masculinity but exploring the fact that it is a very real thing um and then exploring it in a very surreal um, world of charity badminton was a, was an interesting route to go with it. Yeah, I mean, does um, you know, like you said, it is a very present issue, and I don't think there are 
you know, there could be um, more art, you know, surrounding it, especially like in mainstream as well. So it's good that um, short films and independent, you know, um, filmmakers and producers are really starting to tackle like those important issues as well. So that's great. Did you, um, were there any challenges that you faced while making the film? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always challenges with filmmaking. I think, um, the main kind of challenge which we which we overcame, I think, was finding the right location. Um, it all takes place within this one badminton, um, like a community sports centre, basically. So um, we really we looked at a lot of options for um, where we we're going to shoot. We we particularly wanted um, this kind of sixties, seventies kind of style architecture. And the building that we sh we shot in was was built in the 60s i believe um but also the the presence of the changing room as well the changing room is such an important part of that film and we didn't want it to be you know like a modern changing room or have no character so i, th I yeah i'd say the biggest challenge was was finding that location but we were, we were lucky enough there's a um a secondary uh, a, a college sorry that um in a in a nearby town that just fit ticked all the boxes basically um and it's actually been knocked down now we we shot about a month before they were bulldozing the place so we were kind of the last thing to happen in there before uh um before it went and it's obviously got government funding and everything so it's going to be a whole new um sports center so yeah, we, I think we were really lucky with it. And then and then with that, that kind of shaped the production design and stuff. And we we we, um, you know, designed the, the rest of it to fit this kind of 60s era style. But it's also sort of quite timeless as well. It could be could be at any any point, really. Why um, badminton and not, you know, like something like football you know when people think of toxic masculinity i don't know if badminton's the sport that necessarily like comes to mind yeah which i think is all the more reason to to do that i think um you know with badminton it's kind of got this i feel like it has a bit of a um association with kind of being a bit of a, a quote-unquote sissy sport and it's like you know it's not it's not bit there's no bravado there's no there's no masculinity um some people might say but actually with badminton there there's there's different styles there's different approaches so you can either be um you can either go a long way with being quite powerful and and using lots of powerful moves but there's also a delicate touch to it and you know, planning out your moves and exactly where you're going to move, almost choreographing your match in a way. Um, and we thought it's just such a surreal sport that the story, um, surreal um, concept that the story just wouldn't have worked in a in a um, heavy testosterone fueled sport like rugby or boxing or football. It, it kind of needed that um thing and i also think it adds to the comedy of it as well of it being you know these guys taking a very serious 
charity badminton tournament. Like, just get over yourselves, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and you share those different sides of badminton through the two um, main characters. As you have um, your main one, who's is very, you know, like aggressive and you know with it, and then you have the other guy who's all almost like dancing with his moves. So. Yeah, and it it was designed that way. So Carl, who's the who's the lead, is this kind of very stereotypical masculine macho man. He's got the mustache, he's got the muscles, he's big, he's bulky, and he and he plays like that too. And then um he's kind of challenged by a new member of the Bambington tour of the Bambington Club called Morgan who is this very slender, sort of effeminate-looking character, who's basically his complete opposite. And um, he feels very challenged by that, both uh, within the sport and within his own personal feelings as well. Yeah, uh, it was it's very... And the dynamic between the two of them as well, the two actors, I just thought it, you know, it was really interesting to watch. and. It did add something to it as well, so good creative choice there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So what is, um, I know you said that you're, you know, working on a lot of applications at the moment, but what can people expect, like, next from you? What, um, are there any ideas that you've got that you really want to, you know, bring into fruition? Like, what is you doing next? Yeah, well, I try and keep my options open. As a producer, it's good to have a lot of um, things on the slate depending on depending on where they go but um with uh tommy gillard who wrote and directed shuttercock we're developing a few ideas so there's a few things um potentially in the pipeline there um and but we're also looking i'm personally looking to work with new uh directors that i've not worked with before so um I am working on a on a short film called Seagull with a director called um, Dean, <clears throat> excuse me, Dean Puckett, um, who's uh, Southwest based and he's kind of uh, a genre director. So we're um, developing a, a short film that we're looking to shoot in the new year as well. Um, and then I'm working with a Northern Ireland based director called Rebecca Davis um, on a short film called Portaloo, um, which, as you might expect, is set in a Portaloo. Um, and it's a very kind of claustrophobic film about this um, woman who's deciding to take drugs for the first time at a festival. And it's just all it just all keeps going wrong and it's very claustrophobic and very kind of grimy and gritty and um and that's a sort of three we're still working on the script but it's a three to five minute film um it's quite a simple one location one one actor kind of kind of film so um those are kind of the main things at the moment and then uh, as i said a few other things in development that are at various stages so Portaloo sounds like quite interesting I mean it's quite um, a unique concept but I'm guessing it's one that probably quite a lot of people can relate to in a way and you know when you choose one location and have one actor it really um, pushes you know like the story to the limit you can get a lot out of it with more restrictions so 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's kind of even people who have not been in that exact scenario will will I think be able to relate to it and and if not relate to it, just enjoy it because it's kind of just a bit nuts <laughs> the, the stuff that she goes through in this such short period of time. Um, yeah. So, what was your um, trajectory into filmmaking? Like, how did you get to where you are now? Uh, a lot of luck and f lots of good things falling into place. I think um, I so I've, I um, didn't even finish college, and I never went to university. So um, it kind of was just my my role within film just came from doing it. Um, a friend of mine um, who was studying film at college asked me to this kind of the first proper thing that. I, proper thing you know college student project but a friend of mine um asked me to help out on his film that he was doing for his course coursework and kind of just fell into a bit of a producer role in terms of the organization of it and once he had finished college we were chatting and he was like that was really fun when we did that let's actually do it for us rather than for a school project so um we decided to make a, a, a short film and it was very kind of um just gave me a lot of learning of just how to do stuff um and then from there i think i've just been developing more and more projects and getting to a point where it's more professional as opposed to mates making a film together so that's kind of how i how I fell into it and yeah just naturally kind of fell into an organization production role really rather than um or, uh, rather than directing or anything like that it just felt more natural to me to be to be uh to be working in organization <laughs> do you um because you do do um you know other roles as well so would you say producing was the main thing that you kind of take on yeah, definitely. I've I've um I've dabbled in some other stuff. So I've directed a documentary and I've I've had some on screen stuff. Mostly has come from um being short on people and just having to having to put on some white badminton shorts and uh be an extra in your own film. So um and I've done done some other roles within film. But yeah, producing is definitely my my passion it's what I want to do and, and what I enjoy doing and I think what I'm good at as well like I'm not a good I'm not a good actor it's just <laughs> if you can put some white gym shorts on and, and stand in the background that was kind of my role within Shuttlecock um as well as producing so yeah producing is definitely my uh my forte yeah and what advice would you give to other young people who wanted to um, get into the industry whether as producing or, you know, um, acting or anything? I think just just getting on and doing it and not waiting for an opportunity to come up and, and making those opportunities for yourself. So, like I said, the way, that, the way that I fell into it was just helping a friend out on a project. And, um, you know, not everyone's in the position where they can work for free and everything, but if, it, if it's something you're really passionate about and you, and you want to do, I think just getting out there and doing it even if you're just making a film yourself like even before i was um even before i helped out my friend on his 
on his college project i was still messing around with cameras and and um just making stuff that was going on youtube that no one was watching and and things and um yeah i think that i think yeah my main advice is just is just doing it and also surrounding yourself with other good creatives and and people who know what they're doing as well is always handy um to uh to establish to learn from them and also establish yourself with them i think is an important thing so networking as well yeah networking is the key i think in in most creative industries but especially in film it's a lot of who you know um and uh yeah i've been <laughs> a bit lucky with that as well which is great so um uh, does the producer play a creative role and how does the relationship with the director work good question bye Great question. Um, I think uh, when a lot of people think about production, as I've said, it's a lot of organisation, but it's kind of the organisation of creativity. Um, so you're organising a lot of creative minds. Um, personally, I um, the way that myself and Tommy Gillard work with the films that we um, make together is I'm, as I said, involved from kind of script development. So he'll send me drafts of the script and get get my notes on and stuff. Um, and we work very much closely together in that, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. In terms of um, kind of on set when we start filming and things, um, uh, it's, it then kind of reverts back to a lot of the organization side of things and making sure stuff's getting done and, and stuff. Um, and then when we go into the edits um we work either with the editor or Tommy a lot of the time edits himself um and he'll get my notes on it and I'll give my feedback of what works and what what I feel works and what I feel doesn't work and a lot of the time he doesn't take it on board because he's got a very (laughs) very uh very um uh his vision is kind of first and foremost um, which is fine because a lot of the time I'm wrong as well. Um, so yeah, so we kind of we kind of bounce ideas off each other. Um, I organise those ideas to make sure we can actually make a film from it, and then um, once we've started to get the film together, um, kind of give each other notes and stuff. And that's kind of how how we work together. And there's other times working with other directors that it is just there's less of the creative um, input from from myself as a producer, but um, I like um, working with producers, uh, working with directors who want to collaborate as opposed to, you know, kind of doing a job with them. Can I ask you, like, which do you prefer? Do you prefer to have a creative input or do you prefer to, you know, just kind of do the organising? Yeah, a bit, a bit of both. I think. I think getting a, a good balance. Um, I, um, I really like the creative side of it, and that's why I enjoy um, being in a creative role. Um, but I also, um, um, I also see, I, I also see where myself as a producer is is not as involved with the the full thing. So. So to use Tommy again as an example on Shuttlecock, um, he wrote the film, directed it, did the production design as well. 
and that ed edited the film as well. So he's kind of got the film completely in his brain and, and writes it, thinking about how he's going to direct it, but also how he's going to edit it. And, and when he's editing, he's got that kind of director and writer brain on as well. Um, so, so sometimes the producer input is not as helpful as, as we'd like, I think, but, um, but I, but I, I personally, I prefer that kind of being able to give notes and, and give notes on the edit and stuff is, is, uh, is enjoyable for me, but I also recognize I'm not an edit editor or a writer. So, um, I leave the script writing and the editing to him. Yeah. So you know when to kind of like hold back and when to actually give your input as well. Yeah, and I think it's really good to establish those those kind of boundaries early on as well. It's 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 great that we Tommy and I have that kind of input together from early on, um, and we know exactly where we where each other stands. Like we've worked together for about eight years now, so it's kind of um, we know we know exactly how each other works and how we work well with each other um and yeah it's good if you're working with new directors or 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 as a director you're working with the new producers to kind of establish that early on i think yeah so that's another piece of advice to everyone establish your role early on and it's good to build long-lasting relationships with other people too you know because it's, it must be better to work with somebody who you're comfortable with and you know how each other works it must just make things go so much easier yeah, definitely. I think that's why Tommy and I just keep going back to each other and and, and um, making films with each other because we get on so well uh, and enjoy the process, which is obviously the first and foremost most important thing um, and have established this production company together. But equally, I'm really excited about the projects that I'm working on with directors that I'm working with for the first time. So the couple of projects that were up and coming and um, the the two directors that I'm working with on, on projects. We both um, have known each other for a few years, but have never worked together. So yeah, really excited about those um, new um, aspects of, of uh, uh, new people to work with. Well, it'll be great to see what it is that you come up with next as well. I'll be watching. Simeon, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us today. And um, where is it that people can find you, like on your social channels or website or if um, Shuttlecock is available for people to watch as well? Yeah, so you can follow me on all social media channels at Simeon Costello um, and you can follow our production company, which is Spinning Path. Um, that's where we post the majority of our stuff. So you'll find that and it's also on our website spinningpath.com um shuttlecock is currently screening at aesthetica film festival up until the 30th of november which is asff.co.uk um where you can buy a pass and there's hundreds of short films to watch on there so that's great and um, we've also got screenings coming up at london film week which will be online um if you're in belgium i don't know if anyone is but leuven film festival uh, is screening shuttlecock in december uh, and then in the new year, hopefully in a cinema at London Short Film Festival um, in in January. Fingers crossed for that. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks very much, Simeon. It's been great talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully speak, to get, speak again in the future. Yes, about your next um, Porto Lou.
totally yeah, yeah. that's the one <laughs> okay. take care and thanks everybody for watching as well thanks everyone bye today's episode was made possible by voice magazine an online platform for young people interested in art and culture you can read voice over at voicemag.uk and find it on twitter instagram and facebook as voicemag uk the voice contributors are also on instagram over at voice.extra if you are looking for another podcast to listen to the contributors release the voice extra podcast every saturday where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying if you like this podcast please consider helping us to make more with a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of the track Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work on incomputech.com. L. Farrell Kingsley was the sound engineer and producer. Tom Innes was the executive producer. <laughs>